Hello and welcome to Lockdown Made Me Do It, a podcast that highlights the positive actions people made during the coronavirus pandemic. That's absolutely right. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. If it is your first time around here, then you are very welcome. But we've also got two other episodes that are out there already for you to listen to. And we've spoken to some amazing people who have been doing some wonderful stuff uh, during lockdown. We've spoken to a band who have been doing live streams every single day during the pandemic to keep their fans entertained. And we've also spoken to a disabled dance teacher who has been live streaming some of her online classes as well to try and inspire and empower her pupils who are stuck at home. So this week we are going to be talking about businesses and the challenges they have faced during lockdown but also some of the things they have done to help the local communities. So we are going to be talking to Shah from My Delhi in Newcastle about how his business has had to drastically change overnight once lockdown hit. As soon as the, the first lockdown started, we realised that there are going to be people out there who are already vulnerable, but this situation is going to make them more vulnerable. So we realised that um, people out there would need help, and we offered it. So we'll hear more from Shah a little bit later on, but this is Lockdown Made Me Do It. So this is Lockdown Made Me Do It. I'm Laura Northmore and this is James Rowe. And today we are talking about businesses and the challenges that they have faced during lockdown. So James, what are your experiences with businesses during lockdown? Yeah, it's been a bit of a funny one, hasn't it? Because obviously most businesses closed the doors back in March 2020 and, you know, restaurants weren't even really doing much takeaway then. It was pretty much like doors were closed, wasn't it, really? But thankfully, when they started to open up and stuff like that, you could get takeaways and stuff like that. And yeah, it's been a bit of a roller coaster, hasn't it, really? Yeah, I mean, I know one thing really prominent last year was the push to support local businesses. Um, we have a local business near us that we love, like a little cafe that's by the river and that's been doing takeaway all year and we've been supporting that one because it does just like the best takeaway coffee. But it is hard because it's people's jobs and people's livelihoods and it's it's difficult. It has, it has, and and I, I have a bit of a story about a, a local business as well, actually, because my, you'll know this, Laura, but for, for the listeners, I have a, a, a favourite donut shop uh, in Newcastle, and uh, they were obviously closed like everywhere else during the first few months, and then they opened up in, when would it have been, July, I guess, where every, everywhere started to open up, and um, I somehow got a parking ticket when I went there because I waited over an hour just to be served and I didn't think about it I thought yeah you've got an hour in this car park that'll be fine I've never waited more than five minutes here before and the queue was this was the opening day and the queue was extortionate and I, I was at the back of the queue and I was thinking there's no way I'm going to be here for an hour there's no way I'm going to be here for an hour and then I never thought about it and then about a week or so later I got a, a letter through the post to say yeah you you were parked there for an hour 15 minutes and we'll find you 100 pounds <laughs> Oh my good! How much did you spend on the donut? Yeah, do, well, seventy-five pounds. <laughs> oh <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, so um, 
the the parking ticket was a hundred pounds, but then they reduced it because I paid it, which doesn't make sense. So I think oh, the, okay. I think it cost seventy five pound for parking ticket plus the fifteen pound or whatever I spent on the donut. So the I think that's probably the most expensive food I've ever bought. That is dedication to a local business. You see, you see, you don't get most people committing like I do no. to a local business. This is I mean, properly like, supporting local. That is, I am proud for the support that you have shown them. <laughs> Uh, should we get to this week's interview? Because we've got a we've got a fantastic interview, haven't we, this week? Yeah, we have spoken to Shah from My Delhi, which is an Indian restaurant in Newcastle upon Tyne, and we spoke to them about the incredible work that they have done in the community, as well as how they had to change their business model pretty much overnight as soon as lockdown happened in March 2020. And it's really worth pointing out here that Shah and the team there are so incredibly busy. You'll hear about all the things that they've been doing. And you'll hear that he, he's so busy in this interview. We've we've kind of interrupted him. We probably shouldn't have stolen away from his work. But you can hear in the kitchen, there's so much going on. He's clearly on his feet, very, very busy. So you'll hear the, that in the audio quality. So he's very busy. But uh, it's still a fantastic interview. We get so much great stuff out of all the great work that he's been doing for the local community. Yeah, absolutely, James. So, as usual, we asked Char, how are you doing? We're doing okay, actually. It's um, been very difficult. Uh, we've been in business for a very long time and we've never known anything like this, obviously. This is something just totally, something that, sh- that shocked us um, over the last nearly year now. Um, things have been different. It's It's just totally different. It's not what we expected our uh, second year in business to be like. Yeah, it's been a it's been a year since or almost a year since COVID first hit the UK, and you know, for a business, a relatively new business like your own, what have been some of the biggest challenges you've been facing? Um, the biggest challenges were this time last year. We were, as you've just mentioned, COVID um, came out, and at first we didn't think too much of it. We thought uh, it was just a, another um, another virus that's come out, and hopefully. Um, it'll not last too long, but how long were we? Um, everything's just went upside down. We had to close the restaurant overnight. We had to um, change to a, a takeaway model. Um, the whole concept of the business had to be changed overnight. Um, at, on the first lockdown, we were contemplating whether to close the doors. And then we thought, if we do close the doors, are we ever going to open back up? Um, so we decided amongst ourselves that the best route was to to change it to a, a takeaway um, business. Now, previously we have had takeaway businesses, so although it's a new it's a new place for us, Newcastle, our previous um, takeaways was in South Shields, so it's totally different, and obviously the circumstances were totally different as well. So this was something totally new to us, but. We, we changed the menu and overnight we, we changed the business to, to run takeaway, you know, which was very difficult at first, but um, within a week or so, we sort of um, got into the swing of things. Yeah, of course. And, you know, you seem to be doing really well and engaging really well with the customers. And um, you've provided over 700 free hot meals for vulnerable people in the Northeast since lockdown began. So we wanted to know what inspired you to do this and when did this all begin? As soon as the, the first lockdown started, we realized that there are going to be people out there who are already vulnerable, but this situation is going to make them more vulnerable. There's going to be elderly people out there who aren't going to be able to go out and do the shopping. and Because um, 
end of the day, let's face it, when, when this first hit us, we didn't know what to expect. We didn't even know what this was because we've, we've lived in a country where we've been free to do what we like and we, we've done things as we pleased and suddenly to be locked in our homes, it was just something totally shocking, something that we weren't used to. So we realized that um, people out there would need help and we offered it. Now, previously we've had restaurants and uh, my dad's had restaurants and from a young age we watched our father um, help other people, help the community and he's always said to us, um, always look after your community and wherever you are, your business depends on you on your community and looking after them should always be your responsibility and do as much as you can. We know that we're not going to be able to help everyone, but if we can make a little bit of a difference to someone, if we can put a smile on someone's face, then I think that's rewarding enough for us and that is what we set out to do. And from there, it just took a whole new perspective and um, things opened up and we had more and more people. So what kind of local charities have you been working with to provide these meals? So the local charities that we've helped is mainly one people who uh, organizations who support vulnerable people. Um, there's one organization called uh, YHN which we recently helped, and I re- most of the deliveries that were done I've done myself. So I actually went this to this organization I took the food off, and I was able to see um, the kind of situation that these young people were in. Um, some of them were coming from um, troubled pasts, um, from foster care. Um, and these were people that were helped by this organization to get up on their feet and start their adult life. And obviously with the situation that we, we were faced over the last few months, things have been different for normal people, norm, normal people, never mind young kids who are about to start their lives. Um, we've also helped a lot of organizations where they're looking after elderly people or people with disabilities. And it was, although it was very emotional taking the food there, um, I felt a sense of um, satisfaction knowing that we contributed to helping someone. And it's not only with the the free meals either, is it? You've been branching out into all sorts of different things. Uh, one of your other employees has been teaching uh, dance lessons on your social media as well. Where did that come from? Yeah, so what we thought is we we need to um, sort of, we knew that the first lockdown wasn't going to last that long. Well, we were anticipating it not to last that long. So we thought to ourselves, um, we've got some talented people here. Uh, we need to try and keep people busy, try and keep people from feeling depressed and lonely at home. And we thought, we've got this um, very talented young lady who is called Ashwini, Ashu for short. She actually is a professional dance teacher and has her own dance school in Delhi. So during the course of the year before the lockdown, there's been occasions where we've had Bollywood nights and um, Ashu and we have another young lady called Kavya who are very good at dancing. They this um, provided entertainment for customers. And we thought, since Ashu has has a dancing school in India and she's a professional dancer, um, we asked her would she be happy to entertain people um, live on Facebook, and she was more than pleased to to do that. You know, and I think a lot of people were amazed by her talents, and obviously it it helped a lot of people as well. 
Yeah, I was going to ask about that because what has the reaction been like from your customers or your followers online? Because obviously the the customers you would normally get know you guys for producing you know fantastic meals. But what was the reaction like from people online when they started to see you were offering these different kind of services? Yeah, I think um, to start off with, it obviously it was our local customers and then word got round and we've had... We've had messages from all over the world, um, people in Dubai, India, um, throughout the whole country, um, coming on, watching watching Ashu um, dance. I know Ashu mentioned a couple of her friends from India had tuned in as well. Um, not just with the dancing, but um, we've done our spice kits. Uh, we've done other things as well online. And um, people have, have messaged us, um, support, messages of support. Um, thanking us for what we're doing and it, it's nice to read those messages especially when it's coming from people not just in Newcastle people from further down the country or, or from a foreign country well yeah of course and you mentioned as well uh, another one of your employees Kavya as well um, she's been hosting quiz nights so have you found these beneficial as well in engaging with your customers yeah, definitely. Um, I think everyone wants to, um, when they know there's a prize available, everyone wants to join in. And it's a bit of fun and obviously it's it's uh, relaxing your mind and getting away from the, the depressing COVID and um, it keeps people entertained and busy as well. So yeah, I think uh, a lot of people have enjoyed that. Yeah, definitely. So you have also started an online cooking school where customers are sent key ingredients and spice packs so and they're guided by your expert chefs so how has this been has this been good for business yeah definitely i think um over christmas um now before christmas we were sort of sending these kits out um twice a week june december we've had to post almost every single day it's been that busy um, what we did do is we, we made a, a gift box um, which had all three of the um, uh, spice kits put in a, a beautiful pink box and um, posted out. And we got a lot of orders for these throughout the whole country, um, not for just for people buying for themselves, but they were gifting to other, other people as well. I think people like to, to sit in their own little bubble with their friends and... Um, have a, a private um, cooking class you know I think I think it's nice and the chef enjoys doing it as well you haven't been giving away any of your top secret recipes though have you no um, <laughs> we, we'll keep those behind locked doors and then looking ahead to to 2021 then hopefully if we get ourselves back to some sort of normality where you guys can open your doors again and get people sitting in and, and, and having meals and, and everything like that are you going to try and still keep up some of the the extra stuff that you've been doing throughout 2020 throughout all these lockdowns yeah definitely we'll try as much as we can obviously um we, we're thinking about putting the package together and seeing what things we can offer and what we can't i know at the moment it's it's very uncertain as to when we will be able to open so hopefully it'll not be too long, but we are putting something together, um, not just for reopening, but to, to run us through the course of the next few months until we can reopen again. Oh, it was absolutely fantastic to speak to Shaw there. Hopefully you listening at home enjoyed listening as much as we did chatting to him. And hopefully, fingers crossed, at some point in 2021, uh, those guys can open the doors again and welcome people back through the doors to eat inside the restaurant. But... Laura, you mentioned it very briefly earlier. You've enjoyed the food from the comfort of your own home. 
I have, yeah. I actually had a takeaway from there last week and it is it is very, very yummy. It's not a spawn, not an ad. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, yeah it's, 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 we should make that very clear. They're not paying us to talk about them. They, you just say they've got fantastic food. Yeah, they have. They have really good food and it's a local business. So, yeah. Do you want to tell us what you got? Because I'm very intrigued to, to find out what you actually ate. We had something called a railway station curry, which was, it was like a lamb in like, oh God, I don't know if it was like. <laughs> it was it just was, nice. We had spicy. a very nice meal. It was like spicy lamb and that we had spicy chicken. And that shows how white I am. I mean, it, was like <laughs> spicy. it was spicy, but it was, it was so good. Rated out of 10? Oh, like a nine easy. Not that even a 10. So You're not even going to give a 10. I'm told 10. I do I don't want to seem like I'm coming across like, <laughs> I, I don't want to seem like I'm like a spawn, not spawn. <laughs> oh, like, I can't wait. I'd love to go. It's only in Newcastle as well, isn't it? So actually maybe oh, I should yeah. do a takeaway. Maybe should, should I do a takeaway from there? Oh, do it. Do it. Yeah. Easy. Do it. I'll look at the website. Maybe I'll find something that, that actually sells it to me rather than you go on. Yes, spicy I liked meat. it. And nine out of ten. <laughs> nine out of ten spicy meat no it is so good i would really recommend it oh, and dear. it's supposed in a local business and the staff are so nice and so kind and if you have any questions like bring them and talk to them they're incredible on the previous two episodes uh of lockdown made me do it Laura, you have managed to talk about toby your dog so do you want this opportunity to try and um shoehorn toby into this conversation um Wow, speechless for the first time. Well, Toby hasn't eaten anything from my deli because <laughs> he's not allowed. It's 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 too good to share with a dog. Sorry, um, that that's that should be the the tagline. My deli too good to share with a dog. <laughs> um, he's not having it. It's mine. <laughs> oh dear. Um, Very well done for not trying to mention Toby at all. And during that episode, very well done. Yeah, he he sat there like like glaring at us because we wouldn't give him any i don't know if your microphone picked up on that because i think i've just heard toby your dog did, in the background yeah, he did just talk in the background yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. like you're talking about me yeah um we don't feed him off the dinner table because that's not a thing uh that'll <laughs> and he's but he just sat there and he was like you've got nice food he's like sat on the kitchen floor just glaring at us like that smells good i want some and you're not giving me any and just was like looking up at us like <laughs> it's like yeah it's good and i'm enjoying it go away oh, that's, that's toby so, for you yeah. we all love toby but anyway i think it's probably about time to wrap up this episode thank you so much if you have listened all the way through don't forget we've also got another two episodes already out there for you to have a listen to very well worth your time to go and listen back to that one but make sure you subscribe leave us a review and rate us five star 